Welcome to Open Science Stories, where we explain open science concepts using stories. My name is Heidi Seibold. Today's story comes from Sally Rumsey, who is an ambassador for open access, research data, and scholarly communications. Her story revolves around open access to research publications and the approach taken by Coalition S. It was not long before a 2004 UK government investigation into academic publishing that I began to work in the area of enabling free access to research publications for all, known as open access. In the resulting Government Select Committee report, Scientific Publications, Free for All, a senior executive from Wiley Publishers made a memorable statement about open access to research papers. He said, Let us be careful because this rather enticing statement that everybody should be able to see everything could lead to chaos. Speak to people in the medical profession and they will say the last thing they want are people who may have illnesses reading this information, marching into surgeries and asking things. This comment went against everything I and others working in this area were trying to promote. Free access to research publications for all. Researchers, charities, businesses, the general public, anyone who was interested. At the time of that investigation, I was the e-services librarian and manager of the then new institutional repository at the London School of Economics. Open access via institutional repositories was still very new, and those of us working to promote the benefits of open access via both open access publication and repositories felt we were making a difference. In 2006, I remember being delighted that the research described in a paper freely available in the LSE repository was being featured in a BBC Two documentary. The author asked us to make sure it was available and we saw the LSE repository item link published in the television listings as part of the programme publicity. Anyone who wanted to could access the paper and downloads to the work shot up. We were feeling very satisfied what a great use case. Soon after, I moved to the Bodleian Libraries, University of Oxford, where I was tasked with getting a repository service and open access going. Like many colleagues in a similar position, we were working at the cutting edge. Most academics hadn't even heard of open access, and there were many days when I used to feel like a sales rep pounding the pavements around Oxford promoting the benefits of making research open and usable for all. Over the years, we set up a data repository and reminded authors that their funders, Wellcome Trust and UK Research Councils, required open access. The fact was, compliance with these policies wasn't really checked, so many researchers, having other things to do, would ignore them. Then, in 2012, the government-sponsored Working Group on Expanding Access to Published Research Findings, also known as the Finch Committee, published its report on access to research. This set off a chain reaction in the UK, starting with government response, immediately followed by policy change by the research councils, pump priming, block grants and compliance reporting. <laughs> 
The real game changer was the announcement of the forthcoming Research Excellence Framework Open Access Policy that required open access for articles for them to be eligible for assessment. As a result, deposits per month into the Oxford Repository for Research Publications produced by members of the university increased by over 1,000%. It felt like we had gone from being a niche service to having the spotlight of the university shone on us. Coupled with this, major publishers were offering more open access options, including deals with consortia such as those negotiated by JISC in the UK, and there was a definite feeling of change in the air. But something was still not right. Change was patchy. Total costs were going up. Access was still not universal. And in the repository world, we were enmeshed in a tortuous policy stack of conflicting policies and embargoes for publishers and multiple funders, resulting in complex and time-consuming workflows. Enter Coalition S. This group of major research funders was unhappy with the slow progress towards full and immediate open access for articles that described the findings of the research they had funded. In order to get the oil tanker moving, they produced the Plan S principles, which require that articles resulting from the research they fund should be made available immediately and under a publicly open licence. These funders have started to align their policies to ensure their funded research is immediately available to be read and used by all. Their approach is twofold. The work can either be published open access in a fully open access journal or one with a transformative agreement, or published in a subscription journal and made available via a repository. I started working with Coalition S in early 2020 as their open access expert. It feels like the culmination of 17 years commitment to promoting the benefits and methods of achieving open access, converging with actions that are having a profoundly positive effect on the scholarly publishing landscape. I was lucky to join at the implementation stage when Plan S is becoming a reality. Because of their strong position as a cohesive group of major funders of research, funding research to the tune of tens of billions of euros each year, Coalition S funders are able to apply disruptive policies that actually have teeth. But that's not the point. Open access is not about compliance and box ticking. It is about empowering researchers and readers. The launch of the Coalition S Rights Retention Strategy in July 2020 was, given my history with repositories, a major landmark in my professional diary. Having promoted retention of rights to authors for more years than I care to remember, here was a directive that helps authors to do something that benefits, yes, those very authors as well as their readers. Even Coalition S, with its phenomenal strength and unity of purpose, can't resolve all the current problems associated with scholarly research dissemination. More is needed by all players. The important thing is, Coalition S is enabling actual change, walking the walk, and implementing step-by-step -step modifications to support an open research environment. 
Interestingly, the COVID crisis has highlighted the benefits for many authors of making research findings immediately available. Despite limitations such as not being able to improve every aspect of openness in one go, Coalition S is fomenting firm foundations that will enable broad concepts of open science to flourish for the future. Immediate open access to research articles is not a finite end. It is one step towards a global, holistic research dissemination environment. It contributes to a future where dynamic research sharing, better reproducibility, research assessment based on the intrinsic value of the research, and support for barrier-free scholarly discourse across all types of research findings can flourish. This is a story about how, after many years of slow progress, more recent disruptive policies are resulting in real and rapid change towards widespread open access for the benefit of scholars, research and society as a whole. Key to this is the Coalition S Rights Retention Strategy for Authors. What could we learn from this story? Firstly, change is not always as rapid as we'd like. And sometimes we have to take the long view, waiting for key elements and attitudes to align. Secondly, that it is important for authors to retain rights to their own work and not give them away to publishers, so that those authors can always use the content of their own work as they choose. With the Coalition S Rights Retention Strategy, that becomes easy because authors use the template statement provided by Coalition S when submitting a manuscript for publication in order to retain sufficient rights to use their own work. You can find the link to information about the rights retention strategy and template wording in the episode description of this podcast. The great thing about the rights retention strategy is that it's not only relevant and beneficial to Coalition S funded authors, but any author can choose to adopt a similar approach when submitting a manuscript for publication and enjoy similar benefits. Now, I'm not so naive as to think that this will be an easy step for all authors, but the point is that once authors realise the benefits of retaining rights for their own work, it will become normalised. The catalyst provided by Coalition S, together with increasing expectation of openness, together with 21st century models for scholarly sharing, not just for publications, but across research processes, and that are particularly adopted by early career researchers, gives me enormous hope that finally the pace is accelerating on the fully open research road, and that I have contributed a small amount of fuel to the tank. Thank you for listening to Open Science Stories. If you would like to get in touch, message us under opensciencestories at gmail.com. Thanks to everyone who supported the show today. Thanks to Sally Ramsey for your inspiring story and Leah van Heiden for editing. My name is Heidi Seibold. Stay tuned for more Open Science Stories. <laughs>